online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. We have had just a great fun show so far. Mark Panicelli there in our first hour from 252 ESPN. I can, you know, I always do a little recap. I don't even know what I'm going to put that we talked about for 45 minutes, but we talked about 45 minutes about a ton of fun stuff. Uh, man, just uh, love our time with him. Coming up here in just a few moments, Jackson Massey, former uh, North Lenore head baseball coach, former North uh, North Lenore co-athletics director. We're going to talk to him about all that. But before we do that, we're, let me tell you about Spence Automotive. We'll be He'll be joining me on the Spence Automotive guest line. Spence Automotive, it's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggling and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports running legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And again, uh, Spence Automotive its where I take my car. It's also the sponsor of our guest line. You just heard Mark Panicelli from New Bern. Now we've got, uh, man, kind of a bittersweet visit here from one of our favorites here. It's Jackson Massey and Coach. I can't even begin to tell you how weird it is to say former North Lenore head baseball coach, former North Lenore uh, athletics director, the head coach of our Kinston wingman of uh, that play uh, in the old North State League. But, uh, Coach, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. How's everything going? It, it's well. It was going a hell of a lot better before I was on my uh, vacation appetizer a couple of weeks ago, and I get a call <laughs> from you telling me that uh, that you had uh, decided to step down from North Lenore. And I got to tell you, I was I was shocked. I don't even know. I, I was trying to think of a, a better word to come up with, or another adjective, or whatever to come up with. Coach, just beyond shock, just the success that you've had in North Lenore on the baseball side. Just, I think you've made some really exciting hires in other sports too. You and your uh, co-athletics director and the administration there at North Lenore. I just, I guess, more than anything, I was shocked. What has been the response that you've gotten uh, from folks uh, as this news got out over the last couple of weeks? Um, kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, I think uh, the first thing that people wanted to know was where was I going and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's like I try to tell people, I know sports are important and I know that especially in our area at North and North, you know, the, the way that you guys cover sports is unbelievable. And, and I, you, me and you have talked about that numerous times. And um, so, I mean, I think everybody was just kind of curious, um, but it's like I tell people, you know, people move jobs or, get different jobs every day um i think it's just got a little bit of a microscope on it because it is you know sports and it's the north and north baseball job and and that has a lot of high praise in my opinion you know as far as the kind of job that it is and um the kind of team that you know north and north had uh not just with me being there but long before i was there um so i think i think it you know i think it caught everybody off guard a little bit but um, you know, it was just the right time in my, in my opinion. And, uh, I thought long and hard about it after the season ended. And, and that's why, you know, it, it was a while after our season ended. I didn't want to make any rash decisions or anything like that. Um, but I just thought long and hard about it and I prayed hard about it. Um, uh, at the end of the day, it was just, I felt like it was the right move for me. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to what the future holds. I got to tell you, and uh, I, I really appreciate you joining me because I get an opportunity to uh, to give you your roses here, Coach. And I mean this sincerely. Listen, like you said, North North baseball has been successful. It was successful in the 80s and 90s. It was successful, obviously, when they won back-to-back state championships in uh, 05 and 06 and even played for another state championship in 07. But listen, North and North baseball, and for you've really put this out of a lot of people's minds, Coach, when you took over the program. But 
uh, it had hit a plateau and there had, you know, and we don't need to go into all the details, but there had been some controversy there with the program and with a, with a former coach and all that. And a le- let me say this coach in a lesser man's hands. And we have just lost the coach. <laughs> Let's try to get him back here on the line again with us here. Uh, and I was, I had such a good, uh, little speech here for him too. Are you back with us coach? Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. I, whenever you said you were going to say good things about me, my phone must have blacked out or something. I, I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Now I'm having a coughing attack. Okay. No, <laughs> Coach, no, in all sincerity here, this is what I uh, – and I don't know what we got up to, so I'll just start all over. This program, you're right, has had a lot of success. Okay? I mean, obviously, it was successful in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I had a player make the major leagues out of the North North program in uh, Jason Roach. Then uh, Montague continued the program. State championships in 05 and 06. Played for one in 07. Uh, but then the, the program sort of plateaued a little bit. And even, and I don't have to tell you this, you know, I mean, some controversy in the program with a predecessor of yours. And I this is where you come in, Coach, and – Listen, the program could have continued to plateau. It could have gone down some. This is where you get your roses. This is where you get where I give you the credit, Coach. In a lesser man's hands, that program could have could have gone downhill. Instead, you took it back to the mid two thousands. I mean, you didn't win a state championship, but you got awfully damn close. You got close this year. You got definitely close last season too, Coach. And I'm just again. You deserve the compliments. You deserve the praise because you did take a program that was kind of on its heels a little bit, if we want to be honest. And again, we're not going to get into any kind of details here, but folks around here know that program was in, was it was hurting and was in bad shape before you took it over. And all you did was win, Coach. Again, you deserve the praise. Your kids deserve the praise. Your assistant coaches deserve the praise. But the man at the top did a hell of a job there, Coach. Well, I appreciate it. I think, um, you know, whenever I took over the job, you know, I everybody wants to say that you want to leave the place better than you found it. And I don't know if I did that because of all the great things that Coach Montague did. And, and you know, it's, I'm not going to compare anything that I did to, to what he did in his career at North and North. Um, but I, the only thing I'll say is I don't think we screwed it up. And, um, you know, I think that we did a really good job uh, upholding the standard for North and North. And, you know, even right before I got there, I, I think North and North had good teams. And, and, and I think that they did a good job. And, and they had some, you know, some really talented players. And I think the big thing was a lot of the baseball in the area and in the conferences that we were in. I think those teams stepped up their level of play. Uh, just like the conference that we were in this past year, you know, I think everybody just got better, um, and it made North and North better. And um, so, I, I, I'm extremely proud of what the guys did. But you know, our program is as good as its players, and and that's really where I give the credit to. And like I said, my job was just to try not to screw it up, and I don't think that we did that. And um, you know, I'm just super fortunate for the players that. I've been able to coach, um, and the coaches that I've been able to work with, um, and, you know, anybody will tell you, like I, our coaching staff was second to none. And, and, you know, I, I felt confident in, in what they did every day and what our kids gave to us. And, um, so it's, it's definitely bittersweet, but again, man, I, I look back at it and nothing but positive things. And, uh, yeah, when you look at the numbers and things like that, it's, it's we came close a couple of times, but, that's not, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I was fortunate to be around great people. And, uh, I thought we did a pretty good job at the baseball side of things. And, um, just super, super fortunate for my time there. Like I said, uh, whenever this came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was everything that I could have dreamed that North and North baseball would have been. So, uh, no, no regrets. No, you know, I, I was just extremely pleased with my time there. Yeah, I'll say this again, Coach, like I said uh, earlier. And I love that you made that. And it is. It's a, it's a familiar adage, but it's true. Leave the program better than it was, better than how you got it. It's almost like leaving the locker room, you know, better than it looked when you got into it and that kind of stuff. You certainly did. Again, folks, seven years ago, North North, yeah, there were talented players there, but 
the program was in it was in a little bit of trouble and all you did was run it the absolute right way you always featured the kids first you never were and this is the way you know having covered high school athletics now since 1991 coach i can tell you i you i find myself uh liking the coaches who hey if we lose the game you know what? It, it was my fault. You know, the coach says, you know, hey, if we lose a game, I, I didn't get the kids as ready as I should have or this, that, the other. And if you win, hey, you know what? It was all the kids. It was my assistant coaches. And that's the, way, that's the kind of coach that you are, sir. And, I mean, I think of you in the same breath and in the same thought process that I do of a, of a Wells Gulledge or a Lisa Smith or of a Perry Tindall or a Jimmy Smith or somebody like that. And that's the best coaches always amplify their kids you know they downplay themselves and they amplify their kids and coach by god that's the way you were and i can't think of a better coach than somebody that does that does it that way sir well i appreciate it um you know it's like i tell people all the time you know like my assistant coaches coach the basis for me i i really stay in the dugout um and if i'm out there if you see me out there on the field it's either somebody's injured or I'm arguing with the umpire and neither one is really a good thing for our team. So the less that you see of me in the game is the better. Um, you know, and I just like to do my stuff. We like, we, our guys are prepared by the time the game starts and there's not really much I need to do, you know, innings one through seven. So I just kind of let take a back seat and let them work. And, um, but again, man, you know, if you're getting into high school coaching, um, you know, that's what it's got to be about is is the kids that are invested in it and the people that are invested in it. And, again, man, I just had such a tremendous time and uh, just such such great memories uh, with the kids and, and with the school and the people that I work with. And, and again, man, it, it, it exceeded all of my expectations 100%. Well, again, like I said, you're definitely going to be missed on the baseball side of it. Let's say uh, I've done, I've done this with you several times here, coach. Let's take off the baseball coach's hand. Let's put the athletic director. Do you wear a hat or is it a beret? Well, what does the athletic director wear? I guess it's, uh, just a North and North. Wear, <laughs> What's that? I just wear a bucket hat every day. So <laughs> there you go. The athletic director's bucket hat. There you go. And you've got to, I just want you to kind of reflect on your seven years there, uh, success on the football side that the program has never seen other than the best year uh, back in the early 2000s uh, on basketball side you had one of the best female players and best female teams that came through north and north in many many years and heck even on the basketball side this past year north and north sweeps kenston in the regular season which had never been done before in the history of north and north uh, obviously the baseball team the, so the softball team which had a renaissance this year too and is back on its way up i believe uh volleyball team uh good i just i, I guess coach just uh, take a, a few minutes here and let's just look back over uh, your seven-year tenure or your tenure as you were as a co-ad at north of nor with uh, coach carson yeah I, I think um whenever i first got here i think the big narrative was that all north of nor cares about is baseball and I couldn't stand that. I was I was never a fan of hearing that. And um, I think that we did a good job of understanding that every, every sport is of the same importance. And from our booster club, who was amazing, um, to our administration, to all of our coaches, I, nobody that worked in the building felt that way, in my opinion. And um, I think that it's just important, you know, that if we want to be as competitive as we can in all sports. And I feel like we did a good job of that. And and that's a testament to the guys and, and girls that are coaching our teams. And, you know, you look at somebody like Coach Carson, who's had success in everything that she's done at North and North uh, from her time as a softball coach and uh, now as just a volleyball coach. And um, she kept me in line with all the AD stuff and, you know, it was just, it was just amazing, man. Like I, I enjoyed watching all of our sports compete. Um, all of our coaches had the right mindset of what their job was and, and our kids did as well. And, you know, so again, like that, that was my main focus whenever we did that, whenever I took over with the athletic director stuff was I didn't want to be thought about as a one sport school or anything like that. And I feel like, um, all of our teams did a good job of competing in the postseasons and uh, 
having good regular seasons and just being good people uh, and coaching their kids to the best of their ability. And I feel like they did that. And they did. And like I said, when you look at the success in the last seven years that the North and North Hawks have had across all platforms, not just, not just baseball, like you said, and, and I think part of that though, coach Massey is that North, when you talk to people about North Lenore in Charlotte or in Winston-Salem, you know, if they're familiar with North Lenore and it's no disrespect to any of the other sports, and you know, I hope, you know, I'm saying that when I say what I'm getting ready to say here, coach. But when you talk to somebody about North Lenore and Winston-Salem or in Greensboro, the first thing that comes to mind is baseball. But, Coach, it's the same thing. If you talk to somebody about Kinston in Asheville, they're going to go, oh, Kinston basketball. You know, if you talk to somebody uh, that is familiar with softball uh, and you bring up South and North, they're going to go, oh, yeah, South, South and North softball. They're, you know, they're always competitive. There's nothing bad about that, but I can understand where you're coming from, that you wanted to even that up a little bit and get some more, you know, get some more love out there for North and North football again, which had their best season, the best start in program history, what, four or five years ago. Uh, what, where do you see, is this going to be, and I know this is just probably your opinion, unless you would like to share something with us here that maybe, you know, a little bit, bit inside, is it going to be just coach Carson's show as the AD, or are they going to continue doing it like in a co type role that uh, you and she had? Sure. Uh, I, you know, I still spoke, I spoke with Heather, you know, probably every other day since, um, all this stuff happened and. Uh, so I'm, I'm helping her out, uh, as much as I can and kind of, you know, she's got questions about anything cause we kind of split it up to where she did a lot of the, um, the paperwork and the, the stuff that kept us, you know, eligible and our kids eligible and all that kind of stuff. She did all the hard stuff and <laughs> all I did was really like cut the grass and, you know, make sure that we had uniforms, all that kind of stuff. And. So I'm helping her out any way that I can, but uh, whoever it is, if it's just her, she'll be fine doing it. If she gets somebody else to help her, um, then they'll be great as well. I mean, Heather's really easy to work with. Um, so I, I really don't know. I mean, like like I said, like I, I didn't want to. I don't want to be one of those guys that you know I choose to uh, leave and still act like I've got my hands in it or whatever. Like I look like that's that's their decisions, and, and I'm still tight with everybody i still talk, talk to a lot of the people there and but you know that's that's their call and i'm going to support them and still be a fan of north and north and um and do all that stuff so uh, I, i'm not really sure um but whatever they decide you know they're going to be amazing at it and keep doing what they're doing and, and like i said i was just a small piece of the puzzle and um i'm just excited to see what the future of north and north is going to be and and I'll be pulling for him every step of the way. I know you will be, sir. Let me pay a bill here real quick. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins and all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right back at it with our big interview. It's Jackson Massey, the former head baseball coach, former co-athletics uh, director at North Lenore High School, the head coach of the Kenson Wingman baseball team, and we are going to get to that in a few moments. Coach, I know you know you and I have been messaging back and forth over the last couple of weeks or so, and I, and I appreciate that you said you know you can't really get into you know a lot of details about what the next move is for you, but you know that is the number one question, and I would not be a quasi small J journalist if I didn't ask you what's you know what's up next for you and uh leaving like I said one of the best jobs in the state of North Carolina in uh, prep baseball uh what is next for Jackson Massey well I've got some things in the works um you know it's, and it's like I told the kids like whenever I was letting them know that I was leaving um you know I'm not leaving to go be a a head coach or a high school coach or anything like that. Like I wouldn't leave North on the to, to go to take another high school baseball job. And, um, 
you know, again, it's just, you know, it was the right move for me at the time. Um, and I'm excited about the future for North and North, but I'm also excited about the future for myself. And, um, you know, I, I gave everything that I could to North and North for, you know, seven years. And I feel like there's been a lot of good, uh, during that time. Um, but it's just time to focus that energy and, and that effort that I give in, in another part of my life. And, and, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to now. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, I don't mean to like be hush hush about it or anything like that. Um, but I just got some things that's working out in the future and, um, and, you know, we'll talk again soon and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, it's nothing but positivity from my end and from North and North's end. And, and I'm excited about the future for everybody involved. I like it. And, uh, as I've mentioned several times here on the show, uh, I go on vacation this Friday and I'm not back till August 7th, uh, the August 7th show. So maybe we can uh, get back together that week when I, when I get back from vacation, what do you think? Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, one of the things I did want to ask you, I had Wells Gulledge on here, uh, three weeks ago when we were down at the East coast invitational and one of the things he made, a kind of like what you're doing right now, coach, he made this decision uh after winning his third state championship in five years back in 2012 where uh he just got out of the game altogether because he just needed more time with his family he had a growing family he had you know a young daughter a young son you have a young son yourself i just i just kind of wanted you but you know we've talked to diesel about it before we've talked to uh perry tindall of course like i said talked to wells gullage about it a few weeks ago how do you balance that? Because you, you know, I know, and you're a great father, you know, you want to be a good father. You want to be a good coach. And on top of all that, you had to ask, you know, the, the co-athletic director duties and uh, North and too. How do you balance all that coach? Um, it's difficult. Any coach, you know, missing anything that your own kid is doing. Um, but I think that every understands that, that's going to happen uh, every now and then, and, and it's going to be very difficult for you to be at 100% of what your children go through uh, just with the hours that you work as a coach and, and really more so as an athletic director too. Um, but as far as just being able to make it work, you know, I've got a great support system. And, uh, you know, if we had a game one night and uh, and my son would have a team game, like my parents would go to his game to watch him and, um, and for those that know my dad, like my dad does not miss my baseball game, but, um, he made it a point to go to Reese's T-ball games and things like that. So just so Reese always knows that somebody's there and, and supporting them. And, and, you know, when, when we would have a game and Reese wouldn't like, you know, Reese would want to be at our game or, you know, uh, he's, he's been in a lot of our games this summer with the wingmen. He loves it. He loves being around it. Um, but it's always difficult and, and that's something that you got to try to balance. And, um, you know, that, that was all, that's always tough. Uh, and that's, that's definitely, that definitely plays a factor uh, in what you do and, and what you're doing. But, you know, with the, with the support system that I have, you know, everybody always tried to help me out as best as they could. And, and I tried to be there for Reese as much as I could. And, and this will give me time to, be able to do that because it, it uh, is tough and i think every every coach will tell you that that weighs on you um and you know he, he's gonna, he's going to be six in the fall and uh and i'm looking forward to being able to not miss a lot of the stuff that he's got going on so it's difficult um but there's just certain things that you understand you know whenever you get into the coaching world or whatever um that your your time is very limited and you, you got to try to be everywhere that you can be and you know, it's hard to do that at once, but, um, you know, that's what I'm really looking forward to the most, uh, in this new, this new venture. Well, very good. And like I said, I mean, it, it weighed on, and you know, this, I think, you know, him pretty well. I mean, it weighed on Wells so much that I mean, he got out of, got out of everything. He, he didn't just stop being a, you know, an AD. He was the AD at the time. He stopped being the AD, the head basketball coach and was out of the game altogether for two years just because he wanted to be there and about the same age as your kids are, or your son is right now. So again, I just, I, I don't know how you guys do it. And I admire it. That's why I admire you. And I admire, I admire coach Combs and diesel and Perry and, and all these guys and even coach Carson too. I mean, all these folks that, you know, not only, I know your kids are the ones that wear Hawks across their chest, 
but you also have a very special one too that is uh, your own son. So again, I, we won't uh, hammer that point anymore. I just I just want you to know how much I admire that too. Just how you know what what you've had to do with that. Also, listen. Last question for you. It's Jackson Massey's our big interview here on the Brian Hanks show this morning. Uh, and at the Kenston Wingman, I mean, you guys hit your last week of the regular season. Yeah, Coach, and all you have are seven games in the last six days of the regular season here. Where do we stand? I was talking about it in my monologue in the first hour. Uh, you're in fourth place right now, but the difference between second place and fourth, ga- uh, fourth place is only a game and a half. And when you have seven games in six days, you really do have that opportunity to uh, make up some space, don't you, Coach? Yeah, um, it's a lot, a, a lot of games and a little bit of time. Um, we had a couple of rainouts that, um, you know, the only really option that we had was to make it doubleheader. So I know we start this week with a doubleheader today in Fayetteville, and then we end the week uh, at a doubleheader in Reedsville. And so the main thing we're trying to do is just get healthy. Um, we we've got to win a few games and hope that. Uh, Clayton uh, loses a couple of games. You know, we, we lost two games of them back-to-back, and, and that hurt us. Um, but our guys are, are so resilient. They've been resilient all year. We've dealt with injuries, and, you know, for with summer ball, you know, it's tough to get a pitcher to stay there for the whole summer um, because a lot of times, you know, you don't know if they're if they've thrown too many innings or, you know, when they've got to get back to school or if they've got to do anything with summer ball or summer school. So we've been battling that all year long, but the guys come to work every day and, and it's an extremely fun team to coach. And uh, so we got to, we got to play, we got to play our best baseball this week, which is, you know, what every coach wants to be doing is playing their best baseball at the end of the year. Um, so hopefully we can get on the right foot today at Fayetteville with two games and, um, get a little lucky with some other games at the end, and you know, hopefully we can make the playoffs. I mean, this this team is capable. Uh, I think any team that plays us will tell you that we have a really good roster. We had five guys selected in the All Star game, and I think that tied for the most at any team in the league. Um, so I'm excited to see how this last week turns out, and hopefully we can make a little run for some postseason baseball. I love it. I absolutely love it. And again, uh, we were telling folks in the first hour also, three opportunities to see this team this week. Tomorrow night against the Carolina Yankees, Thursday night against the River City Skippers, and then Friday for the regular season home finale against the Marion Swamp Foxes. So get out there and support the wingmen this week. Coach, again, I I hope you know and as said with all sincerity from the from the bottom of my heart, Coach, it has been an honor to work with you. Uh, you know, to how gracious you guys were with us on Friday Night Football and opening up your press box for myself and Coach Smith and for Paul Whittington and just everything. I mean, uh, it's just it's going to be different. It's going to seem so freaking different going to North and North and Jackson Massey not being like you said with your bucket hat walking around out there or taking care of business. And uh, just good luck in your future. I look forward to talking to you when we get back at first week of August, sir. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for all the support and and everybody that's helped me throughout my time at North and North. It, it was amazing. Coach, did we lose you? Oh, just, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just thank you for, this, for your support and, you know, everybody that helped me out at North and North. It was just an amazing time. And like I said, it was a dream come true for me. And, uh, I'll still be one of the biggest fans of North Lenore. I'll just be watching from a different angle, and uh, I can't wait to see what happens. So thank you for everything. Well, there you go. Do I get one last go Hawks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go Hawks. Thank you so much, Coach. We'll talk to you when we get back in August, okay? Well, there you go. He's already gone. Hey, uh, listen, thank you to Jackson Massey. Let's get uh, John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Monday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. It's Monday, July the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's time to play the birthday game. I have my dear friend, John Dawson. 
Hey, it's Joe to you. It is Joe to me. I have our son, Jonathan Massey. Who doesn't have an alternative name. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. It's coming, though, dude. You know it's got. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. You have an alternative spelling to your name. Did you know that on 960thebull.com, yep. Jonathan is spelled J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N or whatever? Yeah, because that's how every logical person spells it. <laughs> I don't know who put it That means it you should like get that. two checks. Ooh. Oh. Right now, I'd settle for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. So, uh, anyway, uh, Jonathan Massey, you're right. I'm Byron Shanks. He's Joe Dawson, but you're Jonathan Massey. Joe Jonathan. Joe Jonathan, yeah. A little heavy <laughs> emphasis on the John. They could fix that, couldn't they? You would think so. Here's what gets me that's crazy about that. That's on 960. That's our home station on 960 The Bull. But when you go to 252 ESPN, it's got Brian Hanks with John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. And Jonathan spelled right on 252 ESPN. Oh, so somebody's got good sense. Somebody doesn't. Let's find out who it is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what y'all do this weekend? John. Well, Brian, let me see. What did I do this weekend? What did I do? Oh, yeah, we. <laughs> God. I helped a, helped a friend who's working on an album, and I uh, we met a drummer that he's kind of uh, slowly working in, and I kind of assisted with that. What about you over there, Jonathan? Well, we we had a, uh, a one-year-old's birthday party to go to. Yippee! <laughs> and uh, and then I may or may not have went and played a round of golf. Really? You're getting back into golf, huh? Yeah. You know, you know, they start putting a little money in your pocket. You start getting uppity. Start taking up these uh, highbrow sports. I like golf. I'm just, I've, most of my experience is at the driving range. Yeah, I probably take me nine nine days to finish 18 holes. Yeah, I'm I'm on a quest to break a hundred. I did is, twice in my entire playing career, dude. Which you should, really wasn't you should get much. back into it. I can't do my back. I just putt, you know, putt, whatever you need. I'll I'll play around with you at some point when it's you know like October. I'm you know we've been now. a spot. I didn't know you were doing, it. dude. You need you will be representing the Brian Hanks show the next time we do because I've sponsored a couple of golf tournaments and I can put a team <laughs> in. I can put just a let team him sponsor in. sponsor us. Then we just won't go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it needs to be me and three really good golfers. Well, what we need to do is not this uh, guy. Well, what we need to do is uh, what I did a couple times out at the country club. Uh, I can't even remember what tournament it was in. But, the uh, O.J. Simpson Classic? No. No. The funny thing is all the golfers, none of their gloves fit. Wow. Wow. No. No. They well, sliced all their shots. Can I continue now? Weather was killer that day. <laughs> God. Somebody murdered their wife. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? God. Anyway, what we used to do when I first got here, and I did it a couple of times when I was with the Shelby Stars, we would get golfers from the area high school to play with us. So I remember we won a tournament out at Kinsick uh, Country Club. I don't know if Patrick played with me that time or not. But was Patrick me. plays golf? It may not have been Patrick. Okay. It might have been. Anyway, but we got two golfers from the state championship Parrot Academy team to play <laughs> with us. I swear, and we won the tournament, and we won the tournament. That sounds fair. <laughs> it really wasn't. It was. Yeah. Well, Prepares them for life, that goes. Brian you know. likes to win, okay? You know, no matter what the cost. No matter. No what ethics. The cost. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, you said you got two ringers. When it comes to golf. Now, I've got one buddy that consistently shoots in the 70s. Uh, most of my other Good friends Lord. are. Yeah. That's the only time I play was in the, when it's in the 70s. Wow. Too hot right now. You know, you get out there for those, like, 8.30 tee times. That way you're done before it gets too hot. That's true. Well, Michael Martin, our regular Wednesday guest now, he plays a lot of golf. We can get, Dude, we can put a golf team together. Like I said, I pay for sponsorship in these golf tournaments. Hey, well, get I may you have, and Michael Martin. I may Martin. have to caddy because I stink. Yeah, but you would have fun, though. Yeah, as long as it's best ball, I'll be That's fine. what I'm saying. It's a four-man best ball. you got to figure you're good for at least one ball out of the 18, don't you think? I've got a decent drive every once in a while. I'm not really good unless a tee is involved. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Well, I, I'm terrible in I all can, aspects. I'm, I'm, I'm great around the green, but once I get on the green, uh, I might have some problems. I just as well close my eyes and putt. 
Well, I'm actually not a bad putter, but I think it's because I played putt-putt a lot when I was growing up. But anyway, with the Sports Alumni Weekend with Jerry Stackhouse and his folks, I helped out with that this past weekend, emceed a couple of events, and uh, was honored to be asked to do that. Had a lot of fun, dude. And uh, can't wait for next year. So uh, anyway, that's what I did this weekend. Okie doke. You know, I've got four days of work left before I go on, before I'm off for 17 is days. Where is your here? gun? Where is it? <laughs> it's under your chair. Oh. <laughs> you get a gun. And, and you, you get, get a gun. gun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But uh, so, Jonathan Massey, on Friday, you won three to two. You lead four days to one. In fact, in this, uh, in this abbreviated month, <laughs> all you have to win is five. So, You've got four chances to win this last one here, uh, Jonathan Massey. You've been had, John. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So tell us about GoEco Office Automation over there, Jonathan Massey. Uh, GoEco Office Automation and uh, Jack Pasolay, they're, they're a fine team, much like the team that we're going to pay to put together for any upcoming golf tournaments <laughs> for the Brian <laughs> Hanks show. Amen. But, but the thing about Jack and uh, and his crew, they do it for love of the game. They do it to help their, their clients. They do it because they care about the uh, greater Lenore County area's office automation needs. And if you want to feel wanted, needed, and cared for, you need to give Jack a call. There you go. How do you do that? You dial 252. 252. 286. 286. Keep up, son. 53. 53. 5-4. 5-4. You did it on purpose that time. <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare to edit. We've got one musical hint today, and this is it. that Luke Bryan? You know you got everybody looking. It's allegedly country Can music. I just resign? No. Just, I, I don't care. You uh, you've you got to listen to it. Get a roadcaster with that hot stick. All right, still too loud. Anything above mute. Anything above mute. Yeah, I was trying to, yeah. This is Luke Bryan, country girl, shake it for me. You know, they actually sell a lot of alcohol at his concerts because that's the only way his music's palatable. I've seen him twice. You'd have to pour Remember, it in your I went ears. I've seen him with an ex-girlfriend. I've seen him twice. You went with us one time. That's right. Me, you, Nick Stevens, and this uh, person. We went and saw Luke Bryan in concert. And I've gone with a group of friends to see him. But it was only because of the opening act. Too loud, dog. And uh, we tailgated before, so I didn't really mind the music. <laughs> yeah. Do you thought, is this country music? No. Yeah. No. Pop music, right? With the country twins? It's, it's pop music with a cowboy hat stuck on it. There you go. And he Luke. doesn't even wear a cowboy hat. He wears a trucker hat. Yeah. <laughs> this, I don't, God, this is making me miss Diddy. <laughs> I could pull some Diddy up if you no, want No, just to. get this over with. There you go. Luke Bryan over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 43. Of course. Brian, please. Jonathan just pulled the head. Okay, I'm turning the day on. It's down. Uh, he said 43. What do you say? 42. He was born July 17th, 1976. He's 47 years old. Good today. for him. Yeah, you don't want to hear any more? <laughs> okay, okay. I can take a hint. Uh, you lead one to nothing. Jonathan Massey goes back to you, John Dawson. I feel bad for you because you're going to have no point of reference on this one. Although, Jonathan and I are. He's Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. It's... What is his name? Brett Goldstein. That's right. He is... I, dude, I got to tell you, man. I, I, I wish Ted Lasso had another season in it, man. I really yeah, do. I know. That I, last episode just broke my heart. Yeah. It didn't make me cry. It just... It was just... It, yeah, you you never know what you have until it's gone, John. Yeah. Okay, you've been hanging out with him way too long. <laughs> Are you going? Have you been to therapy? Is that what you're telling me? You're going to start opening up now? Oh no, no! I'm going to keep it in until it kills me. Okay, <laughs> as you're supposed to. <laughs> That's what men are supposed to do. That's right. <laughs> well, you've not seen any Ted Lasso, have you? I've seen a couple of uh, reels on okay. uh, Facebook. Well, he is the black-haired uh, assistant coach now. He bearded. Bearded. He's and he's hilarious. He's very and, vile. And he's here. He's there. vile. I didn't think you'd want to see every, it. He's every Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Yeah. 
we love Ted Lasso, okay? Even though it's vile. Well, no, he's vile. He every he's other on the show, word, so the show's vile. He's not really. He's yeah. not really vile. He just cusses a lot. He does cuss a lot. But his niece. Yeah, that's keep, different. No, his, it's funny because his niece, every time he says a bad word, makes him pay her like one quid. And oh. at one point, he's like, put it on my tab. And, and Roy Kent's girlfriend asks how much is on the tab now. She's like, yeah, $2,487. <laughs> yeah, what was that show, that sitcom from the 70s or 80s that had a curse jar? Every time somebody cursed a character, they had to put money in the jar. Dukes of Hazard? No. I'm thinking Good Times or something. I can't remember yeah, I don't remember either. I'm not well-versed in the 70s. If it ain't MASH, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, saw a movie with tax deduction number two a few days ago. McLean Stevenson and Harry Morgan are in the movie in scenes together. It just it blew my mind. It did, I bet. Huh. 1979, The Cat from Outer Space. You need to watch Ted Lasso, though. I think you'll like it. I, I know when it you pops up like on it. Prime or something, I'm not, I'm not subscribing to another service. It's on uh, Apple, Apple TV. TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll probably never be. I want to see Shrinking too. That's on my oh, list. God, Harrison Ford Shrinking. Yeah, they should be coming out with new ones of those relatively soon, don't you think? Oh yeah, I can't wait. Okay, anyway, uh, good luck on this, John Dawson. Brett Goldstein, uh, he's uh, Roy Kent on Ted Lasso. No idea. Fifty. You say fifty. What do you say, John? Nothing. It's, it's a little high, but it's not a bad guess. I'm gonna say forty-nine. He was born July 17, 1980. He's only 43 today. But you take a two to nothing lead there, Jonathan Massey. One more and you wrap up the month of July, dude. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. He's a star of Knight Rider and Baywatch. And he's a hero to Germans everywhere. It's David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. There you go. And one of the greatest cheeseburger commercials I've ever seen. <laughs> when he got drunk and was in the shower eating a cheeseburger <laughs> oh, and his yeah. daughter filmed it to show him how he was acting. Yeah, that was Like good. crawling around on the floor, can't even write himself. Yeah, and oddly, I, I saw that, that and it was, it was late at night when I saw it on TV. I'm like, man, a cheeseburger would be pretty good right now. <laughs> Did you get one? Uh, nah, I didn't. Okay. David Hasselhoff over there, John Nathan Massey. How old is he today? Don't hassle the Hoff. There you go. Dude, by the way, Knight Rider was an understated good show, dude. Did you not like that? I watched it when I was 11. I haven't seen it since. I just remember the old guy from St. Elsewhere was the voice of the car. Yeah. Kip. Hello, Michael. Yeah, him. Yeah. Did you mean understated? What did I say? You said it was an understated good show. I don't really think anything about that show is understated. Yeah. Did you mean underrated? Underrated is probably yeah. what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, dude. I, English and I are not friends, man. Maybe it's because I'm just, I've got the short timers disease right now, you know. <laughs> I've got four more days of work and then I'm and going the, to Alaska. You know, I'm going to Alaska, right? Jimmy Buffett over here. <laughs> you know who else went to Alaska? Who? That guy that got ate by a grizzly bear. What's his name? <laughs> you ever seen the documentary Grizzly Man? Peebo Bryson? Uh, oh. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Peebo Bryson was a pop singer. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to be his. his That's pretty good. Know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's that guy's name? It's going to bot. Sad news on this week's American Top 40. <laughs> <laughs> Peebo Bryson has been eaten by a bear. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Good mm. job over there, Casey. Mm. Okay. Uh, Ron White did a bit about it, about the guy getting eaten by a bear. He's like, look at me now, Pop. You never, you said I would never amount to. <laughs> now, that's exactly why. <laughs> yeah, and they did eventually yeah. amount to that. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, David Hasselhoff, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 68. You say 68. What do you say, John Dawson? 69. He was born, though, July 17, 1952, so he's 71. So you stay alive over there, John Dawson. Mm -hmm. ah, 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 staying alive. All right, staying alive. Okay, anyway. Okay. Uh, goes to you. Uh, we've got two dead people here to uh, end the show. Uh, he was born George Kelly Barnes, but we know him better as Machine Gun Kelly. He oh. died in prison in 1954. How old would he be if he were alive today? Good Lord, that this was, is this is a, he died 69 years ago. Okay. This is a great time to tell people that Machine Gun Kelly is not a crappy rapper, Thank but you. he was a incredible criminal. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. That's the way I would. Yeah. Yeah. But I did a, a deep dove into Machine Gun Kelly, and mm -hmm. his reputation was much 
better than he was as a criminal. Do you know what his uh, whole thing was? He, uh, I do. I think. I think he would uh, rob banks and he would tear up mortgage papers. No, that's somebody else. No, that's definitely not. Pretty Machine Boy Gun Floyd, Kelly. maybe. Maybe, yeah. No, Machine Gun Kelly was a kidnapper. That's how he made all his money was being a kidnapper. Now he did rob some banks, yes, but he made most of his they money by being a kidnapper. Uh, by being a kidnapper. But George Kelly Barnes. You say he Machine, died what year? He died in 1954, so he died 69 years ago. John Dawson. 124. You say 124. What do you say over there, Jonathan Massey? I'm going to say he couldn't have made it to 35 at that time, so he was a lot younger than that, but I'm going to say 110. God, why do y'all do this to my head? Actually, you were very close. He would be 123 today. Really? He was born uh, July 17th, 1900. So that was easy to figure out. He'd be 123 today. So congratulations. Every other criminal in that time died at like 24 years old. But he got arrested and was, was sent to Alcatraz. And like I said, I went down a rabbit hole, so I've got to at least talk for 20 seconds about the stuff that I read. He, his, he had two wives, and both of them tried to build his reputation up and wrote all this stuff about him, about what a bad person he was. But then when he got to prison, he was a model prisoner everywhere. He was in two different – he was in Levensworth. And they talked about what a model prisoner he was. And then when he got to Alcatraz, and evidently he would like to exaggerate the stuff that he did too. So I don't know. I think I think the fact that his name was Machine Gun Kelly, that's a pretty doggone cool name. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. a lot of that. I mean, that movie by Brian De, Brian De Palma about uh, the Untouchables is a fantastic movie. I don't. I think maybe 30% of it's accurate, but yeah. it's a great movie. I think you're probably right on that, too. So uh, there you go, a Machine Gun Kelly. It's tied up, too. You did this a few days ago, John Dawson. You were down 2 to nothing. You battled back to 2-2 two to two and then won the day. Can you do it now and keep alive here in July? Yes. Very good. Uh, hey, uh, I, I know we talked about it. Well, not last year because we didn't have him. We've not had him for a couple of years since today is Monday. But uh, uh, one of the few Kinstonians that when you go to the front page of Wikipedia and you put a date in like July 17th, he pops up on it. Ted Sampley. You remember uh, Ted Sampley, right? Yes. I got to know him a little bit when I got here. He passed away in 2009, so I knew him for several years. He's the reason why we have the uh, – the, uh, uh, News 2 mm-hmm. uh, downtown. Uh, he ran the Broken Eagle. We've talked about the Broken Eagle restaurant several times. and But he was nationally known. I mean... He punched, was it John? Who was the politician he punched? Uh, John Kerry's chief of staff. Okay. (laughs) Dude, his page on Wikipedia is like six or seven pages long, man. He lived a life, dude. He really did live a life, man. And I don't think we really, maybe I didn't, maybe other folks around here, you lived here your whole life. Did you realize what a national figure he was? He really was a national figure. He identified who was the the tomb of the unknown soldier? Yeah. For Vietnam. For Vietnam, yeah. You know how... I don't. Did you know that before we went to? Um, remember the trip we went on to DC? I did not. And I found it in that pamphlet, and I was like, Brian, isn't this the Ted Tamley from Kinston? And I've still got one of those copies of that thing from some from there. I think I gave it to my granddad. I'm telling you, kids out there that you have no idea who Ted Sampley is because it's now been, can you believe it's been 14 years since he passed, dude? Wow. I know. It just seems like it was, I would have guessed, seven or eight years ago, but it's been 14 years. But uh, you want to learn about a historical figure that grew up right here in Kinston and did a lot of stuff. Look up Ted Sampley. You will be impressed. I mean, I'm not joking. The man was very impressive. He lived a life. Maybe you didn't agree with his politics. And I got to tell you, I didn't agree with a lot of them. But you had to admire the man for his hustle and uh, just, you know, what he did to try to put Kinston on the map. But uh, Ted Sampley over there, uh, Jonathan Massey, if he were still alive today, he passed away in 2009, how old would he be today? Was he in Vietnam? Yes, he was a Vietnam veteran. Seventy-seven. How in the world did you know that? Was that a guess? Well, Vietnam actually went on for longer than most people want to acknowledge. But my granddad was also a Vietnam veteran, but he was one of the older ones. He was born in, like, I think my granddad was born in 38. So he would have been 85 this year. I figured Ted would have been one of the younger ones because my granddad 
was the drill instructor for a lot of the guys that went to Vietnam. Well, so I figured Ted would have been one of the younger. Great guess, man. Seventy-seven years old. Another guy from Kinston that pops up on Wikipedia: DB Cooper, the guy that uh, hijacked the plane and stole some money and parachuted out, and the FBI never found him. Mm-hmm. Is somehow linked to Kinston. DB Cooper. Type oh, in DB Cooper done. Kinston and it'll pop up. I didn't mean now, but okay. <laughs> You knew better than to say that, though. D.B. Cooper, Kinston, North The one whose name they don't really know. What a story that is, too. Come on now. There is no way. How have I never? His real name was Richard McCoy, Jr., and he was born December 7, 1942, in Kinston, North Carolina. You're going to quit doubting me one day. (laughs) Allegedly. There's been about 20 people come forward as D.B. Cooper. All right. Cut, the, cut me off at the knees. No, I'm just saying, like, he's one of a lot. It'd be cool if it was. Kerouac spent time here. Jack Kerouac. D.B. Cooper, his name was Richard McCoy, but was born in Kinston. Is he dead? Yeah, he died in... Uh, well, 1974. And my best Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. Oh, heck, let's try and see if we can get him on the show anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but you know, we we missed a very important fact here. You got that right on the nose and you win July. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You are ahead five days to one, but you have won the month of July. Congratulations, dude. Don't worry, John. There's still time for you to catch up. I prefer mustard anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, uh, today is your birthday like Ted Sampley, the great Ted Sampley, like uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I wouldn't say he's great. Or Luke Bryan. Is he great? For his commentaries, I can't keep up. (laughs) I'd rather have Machine Gun Kelly. No, he's horrible. He is horrible. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. There you go, and uh, thank you again to uh, Goeco Office Automation. Thank you to all our day one sponsors, including Parrot Academy. Man, Arundel Parrot Academy, the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. This is the time you've been thinking, you know what, I want to send my child to the best private school in eastern North Carolina, hell, in North Carolina. Send them to Arundel Parrot Academy. Uh, APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kenston. Tell them the Brian Hanks Show sent you. Man, what a fast-moving, fun show today. One down, three to go for this week. Oh, Wow, i, I got to calm down my excitement there a little bit. But, uh, yeah, hey, what? Thank you, Mark Panicelli. Thank you, Jackson Massey. Tomorrow's show, we are going to have Richard Clark in our first hour. We're going to have J.J. Smith and Zach Nally making their debuts in the second hour. They have a podcast called the Paper Boys Podcast. That will be a lot of fun. Listen, Mr. Clemens, it's going to be an all-Carteret County show tomorrow with all our guests, that's for sure. Uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you to Woodman Life. Thank you to Spence Automotive, to GoEco Office Automation, UNC Lenore Healthcare, Lenore Community College, the Kinston Police Department and uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. Hey, have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.